Hey, Fro, want to hear a joke? Yep. How many guns does the United States need to combat their enemies? Hmm, I don't know. One to shoot with and one to sell him to shoot back. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we will talk of News of the Week, TV of the Week, Operation Northwoods, Movies of the Week, Money in the Bank results, and another digital review of Superfly. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen, uh, live from the World Cup, of course, in Russia, because we were allowed in Russia. Goal! Uh, Hi, Froy, everybody. Somebody just scored a goal, apparently, behind us, since we're, you know, in (laughs) Russia. Well, we are Russian agents, remember, Fro? So how could we not get in Russia? (laughs) That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, your intro, Fro, that you do every time is apparently not acceptable in 2018. Have you heard this? No. What is this? Fro always says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when he opens the show. And I just, it's, you know, classic, like, uh, opening the big top at the circus. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that kind of thing. Classic? Yes. But apparently, in the last few years, women now find the word ladies offensive. Because they say they what? say that it's old-fashioned. So, I don't know. We're going to keep saying ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about that? I think we're going to continue and say ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Because I've done that for 140 shows, and I will continue doing it. But now that you know that, if you were like out and about, would you not? Would you say mm-hmm. ladies to a group of ladies now? If, I, like, Hello, ladies, exactly. Apparently, it's offensive because yeah. they say that you're. It has to do with being ladylike, and not all women are ladylike. Well, not well, all not men all are gentlemen men are either. Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's this. So, you know, uh, it's the culture right now. So some women don't want to be called yeah. ladies. I guess don't call them ladies if they don't want to be. If they do want to be, do. Is that where we're at? But it, it's going to be the longest intro ever. Like if if I go like, hello, ladies. Uh, some people that don't like to be called ladies, transsexuals. 
dwarves, uh, or people that doesn't like to be called dwarves. Teens. Small people. Teens. <laughs> people over 60. Toddlers <laughs> like, who have uh, okay. learned to uh, uh, language at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, there's one thing I, I wonder in this World Cup days. Uh, what team do you hope is going to win since England isn't in? Since England isn't in? I didn't care about England before. Oh, uh, America isn't in, sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> um, England is definitely in. I don't know who's left, to be honest with you. Uh well, we are in the opening stages, so everybody's left, more okay. or less. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've got nothing. No? You don't, like, think, oh, I hope these people win. Uh, no, I, 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 Norwegian... I, I haven't been following it, so I really don't care. Okay. As a Norwegian, when it's World Cup, it's like, I don't care who wins as long as it's not Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, but yeah, uh, but I, I, I hope England will win it. I don't think they will win it. I'm sorry to say that, but uh, I, I hope England would will win it. But I think, oh, this is hard. I think Portugal will win it all. Um, okay. If I had to guess, yeah, they, they, they played the best game uh, so far, and they have uh, Ronaldo. One of their uh, the biggest players in the world, maybe the one of the most fa- famous one. Sure, um, could have been the team they're going up. Maybe it was just a good matchup for them. They could meet up with another team and just get blown out of the water. It can always happen, especially in football. Well, in the opening match, they play, played three three against Spain, and Spain is a really good team as well. Sure. Um, Sometimes some teams and, just uh, they have. Say one team is re- a really great defensive team, and then another team comes along who's a great of- offensive team. That can right. be the difference, yeah. Or if you have two yeah. really good offensive teams, then it can be more of a toss-up. That's more what I meant from. But for me, for me, it's like it's it's kind of it's kind of I never been a Norway supporter when it comes to football, so I don't really care if Norway was in it. We are not in. I always been a Netherlands supporter. Uh, because that comes from uh, the old days when I was young and watched uh, Champions League and uh, I had, had teams like Ajax and other teams from 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 uh, the Netherlands that I was like, oh, they are really good. So i always been like, oh, the Netherlands in it. And when the Netherlands is not in the World Cup, I get like a little like, I'm not sure if I care, but I have watched every single match so far. <laughs> That's but, uh, a lot also... of soccer to watch. I know. Speaking of the World Cup and countries around the world, Fro, I was looking <laughs> at the stats. These, I mean, these are podcast, our podcast stats. These don't, these don't count for like. It only counts for people who listen listened on SoundCloud, so it doesn't count downloads or anything like that. But uh, let's see who's listened in the last month. You want to hear that, Fro? Yeah. Uh, Norway's number one. The U.S. is number Woo-hoo. two. The U.K. is number three. And mm-hmm. then goes France, Netherlands, Egypt, Israel, Spain, Switzerland, and Italy. Rounding it out. So, hello, everybody. Italia. It, it is... It, we are a month 
a multicultural podcast. So I can understand people from Egypt having as much fun as uh, people from Norway. Right, yeah. Uh, hopefully I don't offend anybody from Israel not liking your Eurovision song, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't think you have to worry. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Yeah. I saw, uh, like, I a couple should... of weeks ago on our stats that pe- some people from South Korea had been listening. Uh, apparently not in the last 30 days, but they were listening a little while ago. So hopefully they'll be back. We're, it's, we're all over the place, is what you got to realize about this podcast. Mm-hmm. World, uh, we're, we're, we are the real tightest world world. Sure, right. Yeah. And uh, Tron's on assignment, I think, in Japan or something right now. That's why we haven't had a Tron Trails of Truth uh, the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's big in Japan, I heard. Ah. <laughs> Aha! References. Ah. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, talking about uh, on assignment, it seems like uh, you are trying to split parents between uh, and children from each other. It, it's like almost Second World War over there, putting kids in camps. Oh, right. Yeah. Well... I mean, I wouldn't get to the level of comparing it to to the Nazis yet. Maybe no. like uh, other internment camps during that time. It's not like Americans didn't have Japanese people in internment camps as well here. Um, mm-hmm. And I it may be more comparable to that, but it's not. It's terrible. Uh, the thing that's even worse is that these are children. Like, yeah, uh, it's children being separated from their families. They're there all by themselves that's like how terrified would you be if you were a little kid torn away from your families after traveling so far and then being put in this prison it's it's horrible it's awful it's awful it's it's, been going on for a while like we're just finding out about this is the thing it's been going on for a Mm -hmm. while uh it's debatable how long it's been going on as far as i can tell like uh some people say one thing other people say another so i i'm not going to say where I land on that because I'm I, I don't have the exact uh, facts because everything I read is like it, one side saying one side uh, did did it and one side saying the other side did it one side saying it's been this long since it's been going on the other side saying it's been this long since it's been going on so there is definitely some confusion here that I am maybe just not qualified to cover I don't know do you agree with that Fro? Yeah, I I agree, but. Uh, much more important uh, than how long it has been going on is that it's still going on and sure right i mean it's it is maybe the worst thing uh, i've seen in a long 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 while uh, um uh, i mean it's horrible ideas, i mean it's yeah. just it, the whole reason they're doing it is the uh according to them it's some kind of, it's supposed to be like a deterrent for people trying to to come over the border so if like mm. you think your kids going to get taken away if there's a if the, you think there's a chance of that then it's, uh, it's going to lessen the chance that you're going to try because or try to get across the border i guess that's the idea but this is a horrible way about going uh, a horrible way of going about trying to use the uh Using humans as a deterrent against this is, and children even like the, the fact that it's children makes it so much worse. It really does. 
And it makes you look like fucking evil bastards. It does, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it. there's a lot of people to blame for this, and it's still going on, and it doesn't seem like, even though it's out there in the public eye now, that they're stopping. So they're just saying, oh, well, yeah, that's what we're doing. And then they just keep mm. doing it, right? So it's fucked up. And they're using these wall, like old Walmarts for prisons. Uh, and if you remember that show, Fro, from a long time ago, we did deep underground military bases. And oh, yeah, in that, we were talking about like conspiracy theorists who believe that some of these Walmarts were entranceways to these deep underground military bases. And that in the future, that this is what was the conspiracy theory that we talked about on the show. In the future, that these WalMarts would be turned into pr- uh, FEMA prison camps, and that people would be held inside these WalMarts. And so, I this story comes up what in the last week uh, or so, it's really really blown up, and I hear they're using these WalMarts as prison camps, and I'm like, what the fuck? Were those conspiracy theorists on YouTube right? How is that a thing? Well, I guess the earth is flat. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess conspiracy theorists get, they, uh, what is the thing they say? Uh, a blind, a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> blind dog. Yeah, it does, maybe. Oh, but yeah, let's, um... Uh, talk about this uh, wolf-like uh, creature that we talked about last year, week. Um, oh no! There I think has it was been... like three weeks ago. It was mo- really? yeah, it was many weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I I remember the picture. That's why why. Uh, but they did a DNA test. Um, and uh, what did that uh, DNA test resolve? Right. The animal was shot outside of. Denton, Montana, May 16th, so it would have been that week when we covered it, so it would have been three weeks ago, four weeks ago almost. Mm. <clears throat> um, photos were taken by the Montana Fish and Wildlife, uh, which we saw, we talked about. Uh, mm. They said they did, they had no idea what it was until they got the DNA test back. Um, the announcement came out. Uh, the canine creature shot in Montana a month ago, uh, Montana FWP wrote that the capture and curiosity of the nation is actually just a gray wolf. All uh, that big hoopla about absolutely nothing. Right. Uh, DNA from the animal was tested at U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service forensic lab in Ashland, Oregon. The lab compared the DNA. Uh, with thousands of DNA samples from wolves, coyotes, and dogs. The conclusion was clear. The animal is gray wolf from the northern Rocky uh, northern Rocky Mountains. Which, uh, that is, that, Montana, that's Montana. So they're saying, this is just a wolf from Montana. <laughs> yeah. A little boring. But what yeah, it's not, a good follow-up. Uh, just, you know, we talked about it before. It's good to follow it up and, yeah. like, if it would have been the uh, if it would have been something else, it would have been interesting. If it's not, you know, that's just the way it goes. What is not boring is uh, that we finally get the space force that we have talked about um, in news, which we covered uh, 
probably six months long, ago, and now uh, everybody long, in the news is acting ago. like this is brand new news. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, like we we talked about this long time ago, multiple times that... too. We we talked about yeah. this like twice, I think, it's already. Yes, and uh, now, yeah, Donald Trump announced Monday he is directing the Pentagon to create a new space force. Space force. It sounds so fucking. Uh, independent military uh, service branch aimed to assure American supremacy in space. <laughs> Though he may uh, have limited uh, power to develop a new military command. While Trump was previously uh, talked about his desire for a space unit, he seemed to uh, take those amassings uh, one step further, especially ordering the Pentagon to begin the creation of the sixth branch of the American Armed Forces. Right. Uh, like we said last time we talked about this, this is um, a big money grab uh, for, you know, people, probably uh, military contractors who helped uh, his campaign and things like that, or people who are just friends with him. Because if you create a new military force, a new space force, bro... Mm-hmm. Then all these people who are military uh, contractors who make weapons, they have a new place to sell weapons. Do you understand that? Exactly. So they have they have a new place to get money out of the government. And where does that money come from? From you, from the tax uh, per, uh, American who pays tax dollars. Uh, the other thing that's Whee! crazy about this is they're going to spend all this money to create a space force. Uh, you know, but we don't need, you know, health care for everybody or, no. like, no, no, college. No, 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 no. We can't afford any of that. No, no, no. Remember, we can't no, no. afford health care for everybody, but Space Force. Space Force! I mean, it's super important. I mean, uh, when we talk to all the people that's uh, uh, on Mars spying on us. Right. Uh, I mean, it's so important. Why are you going to need healthcare when we're all killed by a- alien invasion? So yeah, yeah. Look uh, at the documentary "The Mars Attacks." I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Documentary. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Case closed, bro. <laughs> Case closed. Yep. Uh boom. That uh, you you've seen the uh, the president uh, Obama uh, like. Dropping his mic. We would drop the mic there. Boo! Okay. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, talking about uh, FIFA mm-hmm. uh, football things, okay. uh, it's in it's in, it's in, in Russia, if you don't know. Uh, I was aware. <laughs> really, really smart place to have things in. Uh, I mean, it's not at all corrupt or anything. And I mean, I'm I'm not afraid of Russia. Not at right, all. Wasn't there like a huge controversy the last time they had the Olympics? Like whatever the winter, the last in was it the last Winter Olympics yeah. they had in Russia, in and there was yeah. all this like huge controversy that like they hadn't built up the places for the athletes to stay good enough, and except for the yep. Russian teams had all the best stuff, and like they were cheating uh, supposedly or whatever. So. The football people were like, "Hey, you know where a great place to throw another uh, sporting event would be?" Mm. Russia, and uh, Russia is so 
happy about what Norway is doing because Moscow slams Norway's plans to double the U.S. troop presence. Moscow on Thursday criticized Norway's plans to ask Washington to double the number of U.S. troops uh, stationed at in Scandinavian countries, uh, country and uh, deploy uh, them near the border with Russia. The plans cause us serious concern. Norway, uh, Russia's embassy in Norway wrote on its Facebook page. Before joining NATO in, in 1949, Norway allied uh, Russia affairs by pledging not to open its territory to foreign combat troops so long as it was not attacked or threatened with an attack. <laughs> the stationing of US troops in Norway's cons- uh, Travis, the Norwegian decision from 1949. This makes Norway less uh, predictable, can stroke tensions, incidentate an arm race, and lead to uh, this distabilization uh, of the situation in Northern Europe, the embassy wrote. Yay! The Pentagon, so meaning U- the U.S. Pentagon, said the Russian ha- the said Russia has no grounds for concern. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Be- well, they said so, Fro. So. Oh. Oh. Right. Exactly. Oh. oh. It's like if you hire a contractor <sighs> and you tell him to fix your garage door. And you come home and one of your walls or your house is missing. And then he goes, there's no grounds for concern. Then you just go, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am so happy that we're doing this. I am so extremely happy that we're doing this. I mean, it's not like we have already have problems with Russia. Please make it more, more tension. Right. This That's was something we talked need. about over the last few years, the U.S. Uh, bringing troops there way before it was really even uh, this whole Russia thing that we're in now. We were talking about the U.S. putting troops on that border and Russia not being super happy about it. Um, and this is I mean, these three last stories we've done in the new uh, in this news section are all kind of follow ups to stuff we've covered before. So, yeah. Mm mm-hmm. I don't like it, Luke. Is that okay? I could have sworn the last time we talked about it, Norway said they were definitely not going to add any more troops. And now they're and adding more do, troops. So, what yeah. do we do? Hmm. Well, what if God was one of us? Have you heard that song? Many years ago. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I... I, wasn't there a Weird Al version this or something? like one of us. It was a Weird Al, uh, Young Coach version of that song. Right, That's, I think uh, that was probably funnier or better than the uh, original. But... <laughs> it's definitely worth So, when I think of God, I uh, usually don't think of him as a human. But there's been uh, a survey uh, of American Christians that have... Uh, uh, talk to the researchers of the University of North Carolina, and they have uh, composed uh, a picture of what uh, United States thinks God looks like. 
Well, U.S. Chris, U.S. Christians, I guess. Yes. Thank yes, God. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> thank, thank God. <laughs> right. If they would have like surveyed any Satanists as well in this, you probably get a different picture. But based on the response of five hundred and eleven uh, participants, the Almighty is kind-looking, young to middle-aged white man. Uh, participants in the study saw hundreds uh, of randomly varying fa uh, faces paired uh, with select uh, with faces that each prepared appeared more like how they imagined God to appear uh, a university uh, release states and uh, I mean he looks like a random white guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, the picture is a composite, so it's a little weird, but it really just looks like ev some uh, average white guy you'd see walking down the street, yeah. Right. But, uh, what I find fascinating is, of course, like, why does he have to be white? Well, my guess is they probably... Of the 511 participants, most of them were white, is my guess. But I could be wrong. They don't actually say anything about... Um... Yeah, they don't say anything about... The ratio. Yeah, the ratio of, like, what race each person was. Yeah, they don't say anything about that. Mm. But this is interesting. Uh, political affiliation seem to be one noticeable influencer. Uh, liberals tend to see God as more feminine, younger, and loving, and more loving than conservatives. Conserti conservatives also saw God as more Caucasian and more powerful than liberals. Uh, I think that's interesting. Mm. Uh, then again, we have the guy that talks to God, uh, according to uh, a lot of... Uh, um, Christian uh, uh, Catholics out there, at least the Pope. Um, he has been in the news. Uh, says that uh, abortion is uh, white glove equivalent to Nazi crimes. Right, uh, Pope Francis denounced abortion on Saturday uh, as white glove equivalent to Nazi-era eugenics program and urged families to accept the children that God gave them. Uh, the Pope spoke in an off-the-cuff meeting uh, of an Italian family association dipping, oh, ditching his prepared remarks to speak from the heart about the families and trials they undergo. So this was, he was kind of like going off script, I guess. Uh... Uh, the first proposal in such a case is, do we get rid of it, the Pope said. Uh, the murder of children to have to to have an easy life, they get rid of an innocent. So, uh, here, and then he says, last century the whole world was scandalized by what the Nazis did purifying the race. Today we can, we do the same thing, but with white gloves, saying, uh, talking about uh, abortion. So he's comparing abortion mm -hmm. to Hitler's uh, eugenics programs. Dear Pope Francis, you are a prick. 
Yeah, I mean, he went. this is him going off script, so you know this is, like, what he actually thinks. It's not, like, what was written down for him to say, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. This is not as much scripted as, like, what he actually feels. And a lot of people think that this Pope is, like, so progressive and he's this new, he does all these great things. And, I mean, we covered a few weeks ago him uh, accepting the gay man into the church. Remember that? He talked to, yeah, talked to this I mean, man and it was, was like... It, and that also was really cool. Positive, positive about using condoms. Right. Uh, and then he goes turning. He this. Do this. This is what he really thinks. Well, I mean, you got to remember he's still Catholic. And he's still, you know, like. He's better than older. Like the older generation, I guess, even though he's really old. <laughs> the older generation of Catholics, mm. but he's still Catholic. Um, mm. but to say it, it's equivalent to Nazi, Nazi eugenics is like, that's taking it a little too far. A little? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little, though. I think it's, uh, it's awful. I'm, I, I, I have a feeling that he, uh, probably sees this in the news now and goes, maybe I should have said something different, but it's, you can't go back mm. on your word at this point, so... True. Uh, we talked about uh, cannabis being uh, used as medication in um, uh, Britain. Uh, but uh, tell me about this British boy that has been ho- hospitalized. Right. Uh, the in- interior minister of uh, Britain used his ex- exceptional power on Saturday to release medical cannabis oil that had been confiscated from an epileptic boy who was later hospitalized from seizures. Uh, Billy Caldwell had traveled to Canada with his mother to get the cannabis oil uh, after Billy's doctor was ordered to stop prescribing it to him. But when they flew back to London on Monday, the custom officials confiscated their supplies. Uh, The boy was then hospitalized Friday after suffering several uh, seizures in a row. Uh, th- this case has stirred a debate on the therapeutic use of cannab- cannabis with politicians from different parties backing the family and campaigners calling for changes in the law. So I think this is kind of an, op- an eye-opening moment for medical cannabis in the UK right here. What do you think, Fro? Oh, definitely. I've seen a picture of this boy uh, with and without this medication. Um... Wow, <clears throat> it's uh, pretty hard for me to talk about because uh, you see how much he needs this. You really do. And uh, his mother has been so so extremely strong in this case, fighting for the right for her little boy to survive. It's. Uh, it's pretty up there in 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 things where where you see how much fantastic things can be done with such little things as cannabis oil. I mean, it's it's like uh, the seizure stops when when he t- takes this medication, like like it's almost instantly. Like it take it doesn't yeah. take very long at all. Yeah. And um, 
denying someone that kind of treatment is not only ludicrous, but I find it uh, unhumane and... Uh, immoral, right. Immoral, yeah. And really what it comes down to is the reason they decide to give it back to him is that he ended up in the hospital, and it's become a right. political issue at that point. Because... It's... <sighs> Right, like if he wouldn't have, if that wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have, like basically instantly ended up in the hospital, right. uh, this it, it could have turned out differently. But, uh, yeah. but it's sad that he had to end up in the hospital just f- at all to get this conversation started. Even, like, mm. uh, but at the same time, now the conversation is started, and I don't see how anybody's going to be able to run away from this one after this story. So, there, there, there's something about like natural medication from cannabis that that I have gone from uh, a propose I, I have been against uh, uh, getting marijuana and cannabis into the markets I've gone from really really against it to looking actually what it's doing with people and, and I think that's also one of the reasons why it's hitting me so strong because I've I've done that experience through this podcast. Without this podcast and without like talking to people that 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 has have had experience with this as a good and bad uh, thing, I would probably feel the same thing. But right, right. Through the through the podcast that 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 this actually helps people. In this case, especially at me, where where my heart beats. To say it mildly. Oh, anyway. Uh, I'll go into this one, I guess. This is a crazy-ass freaking story. Yeah. Uh, proposed... Uh, uh, a proposal, sorry, is being put up for the November 2018 ballot in California to split California into three separate states. Mm. Uh a proposal made by billionaire venture capitalist and Bitcoin investor Tim Draper uh, to divide California into three states will appear on the ballot after the Cal 3 campaign garnered enough signatures for a statewide referendum. Uh, his last, uh, this million, uh, billionaire's last effort to break up the country's most populous state in 2014, he spent $5.2 million on a campaign to split the state into six pieces, uh, but the uh, proposal failed to qualify for the ballot. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, this time around, Draper cut the number of states in half and cleared the requirements for petitioners. Uh, the three new states would be called Northern California... Uh, would be Northern California roughly comprom- uh, compromising half of the state, including San Francisco, Silicon Valley, Sacramento, Southern California, stretching from Fresno, Fresno to the U.S.-Mexico border, and California, compromising six, six coastal counties between Los Angeles and Monterey. Uh, so that California... Well, Fresno to the U.S.-Mexico border would definitely be the poorest of these three Californias. I can tell you that right now, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a horrible, horrible, stupid idea. 
remember when we talked, oh, I don't want to say a month ago, about how California is now actually the fifth largest economy in the, in the world. Mm. Uh, so it does give it a huge amount of power. Uh, it also it also has a huge amount of power in electing presidents because mm. of the amount of electoral votes California has. This would change all of that if this goes through. I don't see this right. this going through, of course. No, but I'm it is not. interesting, an interesting, crazy idea. It is definitely a, a crazy. I mean, it's almost as crazy as suing the NSA for. Keeping moon dust. What the fuck? Oh no, Is NASA, this... NASA, not the NSA. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> the NSA. Yeah, it's almost the same let- letters. It's close. <laughs> NASA, NASA, and NSA, <laughs> and Nazi, and yeah, have have to try to be be careful what I say. Uh, yes, she's suing Emma NASA. I almost did it again. NASA to keep her moon dust because Neil Armstrong gave it to her. Um, a Tennessee woman is proactively suing NS- NASA. NASA. It's the people that go to NASA. space, bro. You know about NASA. NASA. I know you know what NASA is. NASA. <laughs> They're the people Jesus. that didn't go to the moon, according to you. Remember? Yes, uh, I've changed my mind when it comes. I to know it was a, that was a joke. Yes, um, NASA. Yes, uh, she got the viral of moon dust gifted from Neil Armstrong. Laura Kis Kikiko Kikiko Siko 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 I think Siko. Yeah, uh, said Armstrong uh, was a family friend and her mother. Uh, gave her a tube of pricelet. Ah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, priceless lunar particles when she was ten, along with a note that read, "To Laura and Maury, best of luck, Neil Armstrong, Apollo 11." Right. Uh, but it turns out, I guess, uh, it says here NASA has not confiscated the vial, but. Uh, Seiko says she doesn't want the space agency to take it, so she filed a lawsuit Wednesday to pro- protect her uh, asset rights. I trust <laughs> I am moonbile, I have It says here there's no law preventing people owning materials from the lunar origin, according to Fortune.com. However, uh, it's noted that the space agency has seized suspected lunar material from su- private citizens before. For instance, NASA oh. officials staged a sing and sting in 2011 to retrieve lunar ma- material from a 74-year-old woman whose late husband worked as an Apollo 11 mission engineer. How uh, how do you work a sting on somebody that's 75 years old? I I don't know. Bring them biscuits and tea, I guess. <laughs> open the door we have biscuits and tea right exactly <laughs> and when they open like FBI on the floor now <laughs> it says here the agency believed the material the Moon material rocks. the lady had was stolen but the prosecutors de- declined to bring the bring oh a case God. against the woman uh, a court ruled later that she could sue for violation of her constitutional rights <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is interesting, I guess. Uh, it says here NASA's handbook states that lunar samples are the property of the United States government and are only to be authorized or only for use in authorized purposes. Uh, because of that policy, even scientists researching uh, the dangers of moon dust were forced to use simulated lunar dust for study uh, in a in a study they published last month. So even scientists, they're not allowed to, they have to use fake lunar dust when they do, like, tests on it. Hmm. Why are they so concerned with anybody having, like, a moon rock? Why, why is this so concerning to NASA? Because they were never there. No, I'm Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. It's just sand from, like, a beach that Neil Armstrong put in the vial and gave this little girl. Actually, when that I look at joke, it... That was a joke, everybody. That was a joke, everybody. Get with it. <laughs> right. When you look at, like, the uh, the actual vial, because they, they have a picture of it in the actual article, you know what it looks mm. like? Uh, my chinchilla, they... He takes baths uh, in volcano dust, like volcanic uh, ash dust, and that's exactly what this looks like. It looks like my chinchilla would bathe in it. You can email us on anotherdigitalsetson at gmail.com. We haven't got any emails today because uh, Jeremy is busy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. But you can check out our Facebook page. It's another digital system on Facebook. Are you ready for the WWE book of Margaret? Thank you, Margaret, for the book. Yeah, let's do it again. You had uh, two weeks with uh, a lot of guesses and a lot of uh, rights. We'll see so... if I can do it again, but we'll see what the list is. It is top 10 power couples. Many superstars have found romance in the win, uh, ring, sorry, <laughs> but only some have paired up with their perfect partner. By working together, superstar couples can double their power, allowing them to dominate the competition. These powerful pairings were swept up titles, even fought for the control of WWE. Okay. See, I want to say Macho Man and Elizabeth. Uh, Skullvis, Macho Man. But the thing is, I don't know if they would want Macho Man on one of these lists, so. Well, Miss Elizabeth is with another person on this list. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Hogan? No. Alright, well, I'll go, uh, I mean, John Zena, Nikki Bella, uh... And then the other other Bella and Brian. Uh, list. Not on the list? No. Uh, let's see, who else? The most... The most powerful couple in WWE. Look, come on. The most what? Powerful couple in the uh, WWE. Oh, well, uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Yes, they are number one. <laughs> See, I'm trying to think of wrestlers, and those I don't. Yeah, um, I don't know who else. I'm I'm totally drawing a blank here. I guess even though, even though I picked five already. Yeah, and uh, number ten. 
Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Okay, they weren't never actually dated. Well, they're just picking. Well, I don't think they have to date date. It says they're a couple. Oh, whatever. Uh, Jimmy Uso and Naomi is number nine. But John Zena and Nikki Bella aren't on the list. <laughs> All I right, know. continue. Uh-huh. Uh, Edge and Lita is number eight. Okay, I've, I should have got that one. Uh, number seven is Shawn Michaels and Sensational Sherry. Oh, I, yeah, I for, completely forgot about that. Before my time, to be honest. <clears throat> number six is Eddie Guerrero and China. Sure. Number five is Booker T and Charmel. Yeah, all right. That's a good one. And number four is Goldust and Marlena. Okay. And number three is Edge and Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> so Edge is on there twice. All right. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, he was there with Lita, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. That's what I said. That was the first one I said. Really? Yes. Didn't you say some other... No, I said Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, okay. And then you number said one is... Randy Savage, it's, it's her and somebody else. And I said, Hulk Hogan? And you went, no. So you were just oh. confused. I was confused. I'm sorry about that. And number one is Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. See that that probably threw me off for the whole list too because I at once that wasn't That's on there. I was like, it threw my whole brain out of whack. All right. Sorry about that. We'll call that list a, uh, a throwaway. Yeah, and uh, but you got number one. Sure. So. With help. With help. But uh, yeah. That was the book of WWE. Thank you, Margaret. We will talk about wrestling a little later, but have you seen anything on TV this week? Look. Uh, you want to start this week? I started. I've started the last couple <laughs> weeks, so. I definitely want to start this week. Uh, I think I found the worst show in the world uh, this week. Okay. Uh, it, it's definitely up there. Uh, it's uh, kind of a Bachelor show. And uh, <laughs> kind of a bachelor show, like it, it it's just like Bachelor, but it's I, not called The Bachelor. Uh, well, well, it's even worse to be, okay. to be honest. It is called The Proposal. Uh, it's only been for one uh, episode, and I watched the season premiere, right? Okay, so let me just uh, <laughs> read you. Uh, you a, a small uh, what is it called a synopsis? I yes, like that word. Synopsis. Yes. Hosted by former NFL quarterback and season five bachelor Jesse Palmer, each one uh, our episode will feature ten eligible daters competing in four pension style rounds okay. to win uh, the heart of a mystery suitor or sutras which identity has concealed from them. After each phase, the dates uh, who will f uh, fail to connect to the Mr. Suter are uh, wilded out, leading the dramatic and highly anticipated reveal when the two remaining daters meet and the uh, Mr. Suter for the first time 
and present Roman proposal to their of their choice. Will there be a marriage proposal? They can't refuse. Wait, so there is a proposal or there isn't? There can be. I Wait, can. so there isn't even guaranteed to be a marriage proposal in, in the show? No. Oh my, and, th- and that's the name of the show. Yes. That seems broken to me. And it's shit. <laughs> but it's, it seems like it's made by the same exact people who make The Bachelor, right? But it, that's why the host but, is like one of The Bachelor guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the pageant style... I mean, it's so outdated. I, I'm like, are we in the 1970s or something? It is so fucking... Like, okay, the first episode was with girls. So, like, how 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 is this allowed in 2018? Like, and now you can see them in their swimsuits. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because, yeah, like... like just recently, I don't know if you knew this, Fro, but the Miss America pageant uh, stopped this year, stopped doing the swimsuit competition. So I'm surprised they yeah, would do it, it on this TV show. It, it, it wasn't swimsuit. It was like beachwear. But, 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 Whatever, but same it, difference. All, <laughs> yes, but, but, but uh, and, uh, and it's like, uh, look how beautiful number one is. Number two has a doctorate in, like... It's it's so it's the most outdated shit show I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Yeah. So please uh, watch uh, the first episode of that and tell me how awful it was. Yeah, I'll probably not even get through the whole thing, but I'll start it at least. How's that? <laughs> tell me, thing you watch this week? <laughs> uh, let's see. What one thing? Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch this week. Is I kind of. I remember when we did uh, our favorite YouTube channels, and I had yes. TYT on there as like my number one. Mm-hmm. One of my number ones, I think it was like my number two because I think TYT Politics was my number one at the time. But in the last year, I cannot watch it anymore. Why is that? It's become MSNBC light, basically. Like all they talk about mm-hmm. on there is Trump all the time that's all their videos that's all they ever just talk about and it's like they've they've gone uh, well one thing is they were bought out by uh, NBC Universal so I believe at some point that may have affected it and now I just it's annoying and I can't watch it anymore Uh, and it used Mm -hmm. to be my favorite news channel on like online so that's I think that's pretty big news Um, that's awful let me talk about the one thing I watched this week, then. Okay. I watched Undercover Bus this week, uh, week uh, just to see Stephanie McMahon. Right, I heard undercover. that this isn't just Undercover Boss. It's Undercover Boss Celebrity or something? Yes. Which I didn't know was uh, a show. I knew there was Undercover Big Brother, but I didn't know there was a celebrity version of it. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it was an awful episode, with a lot of WWE propaganda. Sure. So okay. I recommend it uh, hardly. <laughs> like I said last week, I don't even like that show to begin with, but uh, I can just imagine it 
as like a celebrity version of the show, which was already oh. propaganda, and now you have a celebrity doing it. So they're gonna be trying to get their own propaganda. Yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic TV. What else did you watch this week? I watched Reverie episode two because yeah. Fro reminded me that. I'm a two and ep- two episodes in your out kind of guy, and I didn't give it the chance it deserved. So I, I'm saying I was wrong to not give it the chance it deserved. So I did, and I watched episode two, and it was garbage, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love you, Fro, but I hate this show. Uh, even though you really like it, it's you know what the show is, Fro. I really like it. You know what the show is like. This is the uh. ex- like the storyline. The way it's all set up, the individual actors, the their the character they're supposed to betray. This show has already mm. been made once. Do you know what the show was called when it was no. made in the nineties? It was called Touched by an Angel. <laughs> oh yeah, this is I the like same Touch show. The... I love Touched by the. Angel. Oh, did you? Touch Maybe that's why you like the show. Yeah. Because think about it: the guy who's the Allstate insurance guy that I told you about, <laughs> he's Della Reese. That's who he is yeah. in the show. <laughs> This is a 2018 version of Touched by an Angel. I didn't realize it till I watched the second episode. But do you under do you see that now, bro? It's totally true. Fuck you! Destroy that show for me. I'm not. I'm not trying to destroy it. I'm just because I'm. You like Touched by an Angel, anyways, so it's not going to destroy it for you. But oh no, But uh, I, I see what you mean. The one thing but that yeah, makes no. me really laugh is the AI voice, the little child's voice. Mm. It's so mm. it. It's really silly to me. I don't know why, but. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. this uh, this is creeping up to be one of my favorite shows of this year. Uh, I I watched uh, episode three and I was like, I, I'm I'm flabbergasted how much I like it. I I know you hate it, and it's kind of it's kind of funny that that you don't like it because it's it's kind of for for me it's 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 good acting. I I don't understand what you mean about the bad acting. It's a good storyline, and I find the premise really interesting. But we have had this case, we, we kind of had the same argument when we were talking about The Crossing. You really liked The Crossing. I didn't like it. Oh, sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just personal I mean, preference. There's nothing wrong. I'm yeah, just saying, like, for me, it was definitely the dialogue is, is the part that uh, makes the acting bad. As far as, like... Mm-hmm. That really hinders even the people who would be good actors, but uh, I think the main character is not that great. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. I, I went into it last week, but mm. last week you called you called the crossing the crossover, which I thought was hilarious because what you were you were thinking of the leftovers, but then putting mm. cross at the be and I, I I'm like okay, well at least he's kind of comparing it to the leftovers in a way on accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not as good as the leftovers. <laughs> no, but like you, uh, it was a Fjordian slip you made there, uh, kind of comparing the two. A Freudian slip. A Freudian slip. Yeah. Yeah, a Freudian slip. <laughs> but yeah, um, Westworld is uh, beginning to be incredibly hard to watch. Well, uh, next week is the finale, so we don't have much longer to go. I have I've got caught up, but except for the episode from Sunday, so I'm gonna watch that, and then next Sunday is the finale. So, but I I I must say that uh, this season has been a challenge. I think 
for you, it's been that you covered season one as hard as you did. For me, it's like kind of it. It feels like um, a season uh, where they they knew what what they were doing, and they were like they they show you where they're going, and I I like it, but I don't love it. Do you see what I mean? I this I, this season is not as good as the first season at all. It's no, there's so no. much more downtime, and yeah. they're trying to. It, the first season was confusing, and then it was confusing until the end because it had a point of being confusing. Up till now, right. it's just confusing for the sake of being confusing, in my opinion. Yes, yes, I, I, I totally agree. And there, there, the story, the storyline feels a little contrite and a little forced. But I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's not like I go, oh, it's the worst season ever. But it's not as good as season one. I am a little disappointed. Right. Uh, I've uh, read a few people saying the the way they feel about it is like, this season is a lot of setup to get us to next season. And that's mm, why maybe it's this not. way. But I, I'm not sure if that is actually the case or not. Mm. Anything else you watched this week? Uh, Well... I found uh, this like thing on YouTube called the Try Channel, which is a bunch of Irish people trying out things. It's kind of an interesting thing if you want just an, a weird, simple little YouTube thing. It's like it's almost like BuzzFeed video, except in Ireland, kind of. But they're actually kind of interesting characters. It's a pretty new YouTube channel. I think it started three or four months ago. Uh, so I'd recommend checking it out if you just need a new YouTube channel to watch or something like that. And they put out oh. stuff regularly. I think they put like a video out three times a week. So, uh, and then one last thing I watched. You've, you did you see anything else? Nope. I saw a show called Strange Angel, bro. Well, oh yeah, I heard about this. It's um, strange. So the title is correct, but this is somewhat based off of a true story, I guess. Um, mm. And it has to do with rocketry and Satanism. So I'm not even going to go into any more than that. But so far, the first episode was interesting. Not sure if it's something I'm really going to love until I really get into it. But so far, it's interesting. I'll say that. Hmm. Cool E.O. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, how many times do uh, you get a show that involves rocketry and Satanism together? That's a weird combo. <laughs> so, Operation uh, Northwoods. Uh, look, our main topic for this uh, week. Uh, kind of simple and kind of confusing and kind of interesting and kind of boring. Um, this uh, came from uh, the show we did uh, with Ian. No, not Ian. Yeah, that's his name. Yes, yes. Uh, that was uh, the Trump voter, not the supporter. <laughs> uh, and he brought up this as his uh, favorite uh, Conspiracy. Right. So I wrote it down, figured we'd cover it at some point. Yeah, what is it? Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against the Cuban government that originated within the Department of Defense, uh, the U.S. Department of Defense, obviously, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, under the the U.S. government in 1962. The proposal called for the CIA and other U.S. government 
operatives to commit acts of terrorism against American civilians and military targets, blaming it on the Cuban government and using it to justify war against Cuba. Yeah. And uh, it uh, uh, included a possible assassination of Cuban emigrants, sinking of boats of Cuban referees on high heat, hijacking plans, blowing up U.S. ships, and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. citizens. Uh, in U.S. cities, cities. yeah. Yeah. And uh, the proposal was uh, re rejected by John F. Kennedy. Right. Uh, the main proposal was presented in a document titled Justification for the U.S. Military Intervention in Cuba. Let me re repeat that. Justification for the U.S. Military in Intervention in Cuba. So just by the title, mm -hmm. you can tell they're trying to justify military intervention. Uh, it was a top-secret top collection of draft memoranda written by the Department of Defense and Joint Chiefs of Staff. The document was presented... Uh, by the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, to the Secretary of Defense uh, in 1962 uh, as a prim preliminary submission for planning purposes. So it wasn't like this was the... like They were like, okay, here's our plan. What do you think about this? It wasn't like, here's what we're going right. to do. They're like, okay, we got a plan. Here, Check this out. That's what this is more. But just the fact that they were planning this is... Uh, just think about that. This was something they thought maybe this will be nope. a good idea. And the operation recommended developing a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area, in other Florida cities, and even in Washington. And this is signed by Chairman Lyman Lemser. Right, totally. Uh... I guess this is a good place to go to the actual document, uh, which I found, yes. if you want to go there. Yes, let's do that. Uh, we're going to have to kind of skip around on it a little bit, because uh, it's it's long. It's a long document. Oh, yeah. But uh, We're going, going to skip all uh, down to uh, page number nine. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. let's skip down there in a following. second. I'll read the kind of the top part, and then we'll skip yeah. down to there. Uh Right at the top, it, this is where it says a justification for U.S. military intervention, like I said before, in Cuba. Uh, the Joint Chiefs Staff have considered the attached memorandum for Chief Operations Cuba Project, which responds to the request that the Office for a brief but precise description of pretext which would provide justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. So that's pointing out what this document is. Uh it says that they recommend that the memorandum be form forwarded as pre preliminary submission for suitable uh, planning process uh, purposes. So again, this is not this wasn't something they actually did or uh, that we know of at all. Uh, but this was definitely in the pre-planning stages. Like they they were going may this may be what we need to do. Uh, and. Uh... Yeah, now and, uh, there, there's oh, a list of thing, things they want to do. For example, a series of well-coordinated incidents will be planned and take place around uh, 
Guantanamo giving genuine appearance of being done by hostile Cuban forces. Incidents to in establish credible attacks. Not in chronicle order, by the way. <laughs> Stuart rumors and then it says in, uh, in like uh, very many, many use Clasidence radio? Clasidence? Well, actually, okay, we skipped over one thing. We should read the oh. number one first. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, so this is kind of, like like Fro said, this is the list of the things they wanted to do, but before that, they kind of give a, a note. Uh, the course of action which follows are the preliminary submissions suitable for the planning purposes, like I said. They are arranged neither chronologically nor in ascending order, meaning uh, not... Uh, most important to least important. So they're not saying right. oh, we. this is the most important one or anything like that. Together with similar inputs from the agencies, they are intended to provide a point of departure for the development of a single integrated time-phased plan. Such a plan would permit the evaluation of individual projects within the context of cumulative corrective actions designed to lead in... in exonerably to the objective and adequate justification for the U.S. intervention in Cuba. So again, this is just pointing out, these are the things that we want to do to try to intervene in Cuba because the reason they created this document, Fro, was the Bay of Pigs was a huge failure for the U.S. government. We mm. Lots of people died, lots of U.S. soldiers died, and it was a huge embarrassment for the government. Uh, so the CIA went to these people and they want, after that Bay of Pigs, they went, we need a reason to go in there. Because right now we don't have a legitimate reason that we can tell the the world community uh, without it making us look like we're doing some kind of war crimes. You know what I mean, Fro? So we need to, like, invent, mm. a, invent a reason to uh, commit war crimes so that we don't get in trouble for it. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. So now we continue with the uh, what they, th their plans were. Yes. Uh... And, like I said, uh, start many rumors, uh, have a, r a radio. Land friendly Cubans in uniform over the fences to stage an attack on us, uh, on the base. And over the fences in quotes, meaning yes. when they say over the fence, they mean uh, in Cuban territory. Right. Capture Cuban friendly saboteurs inside the base. Start riots near the base main gate. Friendly Cubans. Blow up ammunition inside the base. Start fires. Burn aircraft in the airbase. Subtosh. Lob mortar shell from outside of the base into the base. Some damage to installation. Capture assault teams approaching from the sea or vicinity of Guantanamo City. Capture utility group with Storms the gaze. Sabotage ship in harbor. Large fires. Uh, sink ship near harbor entrance. Conduct funerals for mock victims. Wow. So, like, have uh, pretend that their people died in this uh, firefight, which we created by bringing in what they call friendly Cubans, which means mm. they're on our side, but, like, they're working as saboteurs because they can get in the base be being like, oh, I'm on your side. I'm a Cuban, but they're actually working for us. So our plan is to start this and then uh, say that some Americans died, then do some mock 
fake funerals so that people in America will go, oh my gosh, they're killing people, they're killing Americans, we need to send troops in there. Creating a justification for war. That's twisted yeah. shit, when you think about it. That is uh, a, little, a little twisted shit. And yeah, here it says on number four, like, develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area in Florida cities and even in Washington. It's pretty awful. Right. Uh, we're not even done yet. Uh, I think the most interesting... Well, let's go to number six. Uh, number six is use a MiG-type aircraft by U.S. pilots could provide additional provocation. Uh, harassment of civil air attacks on surface shipping and destruction of U.S. military drone aircraft by MiG-type planes would use as uh, useful complementary actions. Uh, so they're saying we're gonna we're gonna make fake Cuban planes, fake Cuban MiG mm. aircraft. Uh, it even says here. Uh, however, reasonable copies of MiG could be produced from U.S. resources in about three months. They're going to create a fake Cuban plane, have a U.S. military person fly this Cuban plane, then they're going to fly a U.S. military drone aircraft, meaning an unmanned aircraft. They're going to fly it over a place and then have people see the Cuban, uh, the fake Cuban aircraft shoot down the American aircraft that doesn't actually have anybody in it, and then it'll create a... a a thing where it sh it seems like the Cubans are firing on American aircraft. Uh, I love uh, uh, some of the enclosures of uh, facts uh, bearing uh, on the problem. The Joint Chief and Staff has previously stated that the U.S. Mil uh, unmilitary military base invention <laughs> in Cuba can be undertaken in an event that Cuban regime commits hostile sets against uh, U.S. forces or property, which will serve as an incident upon which to base a work in, in intervention. So what they are saying, like, we are creating this so we can attack Cuba. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's right in the title of this whole document. Well, uh, now we're getting into the most interesting stuff, though. Seven and uh, number eight is the most interesting one. So that's where we're going to go right after number seven. Seven's pretty short, but it may remind you of something. Hijacking attempts against civil air and surface craft should appear to continue as harassing measures condoned by the government of Cuba. Concurrently, genuine defections of Cuban civil and military air and surface craft should be encouraged. Uh, so they're saying... Hijacking attempts against civil and aircraft should appear to continue... They're saying we're going to fake hijacking American aircraft to make it look like the Cubans are doing it. That's what they're saying. Uh, number eight. It is possible to create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civil airliner en route from the United States to Jamaica, Guatemala, Panama, or Venezuela. The destination would be chosen only to cause the flight plan route to cross Cuba. The passengers could be a group of college students off on holiday or a grouping of persons with common interest to support chartering a non-scheduled flight. An aircraft uh, at oh, Elgin Air Force Base would be painted and numbered the exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to the CIA 
belonging to a CIA proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, the duplicate would be substitute for the actual civil aircraft and would be loaded with selected passengers, all boarded under carefully prepared aliases that actually registered the aircraft. Uh, the actual registered aircraft would be a converted would be converted into a drone aircraft. Uh, wow. The takeoff times of the drone aircraft would actual uh, and the actual aircraft would be scheduled to allow the rendezvous rendezvous south of Florida. From the rendezvous point, the passenger carrying aircraft will descend to a minimal altitude and go directly to uh, back to the Air Force Base, where arrangements will be made to evacuate the passengers and return the aircraft to its original status. The drone aircraft, meanwhile, will continue to fly. Uh, when over Cuba, the drone will be transmitted uh, on the international distress frequency, a Mayday message, stating that it's under under attack by a Cuban aircraft. The transmission will int- will be interrupted by the destruction of the aircraft, which will be triggered by a radio signal. So they're talking about radio radioly controlled uh, uh, d- uh, blowing this up from a radio controlled aircraft. Over wow, Cuba wow. to make it look like a Cuban uh, military Gosh. jet has blown up uh, yeah. an American civil aircraft. Wow. Stations in the Western Hemisphere to tell the U.S. what has happened. The aircraft instead of the U.S. trying to t- sell the incidents. Okay, let me read that again. It says, this will allow radio stations in the Western Hemisphere, meaning the United States, to tell the U.S. what it has happened to the aircraft instead instead of the U.S. trying to sell the incident. And they put sell in quotes, like selling, as yeah. in like pro wrestling selling. Mm. <clears throat> so they're saying we're going to work with these radio stations to try to sell this as something real. Wow. That's called propaganda. That's legit propaganda. This is awful. This was, like I said, it's all a proposed thing. This is never, like, supposedly never happened. Uh, oh, I guess, yes, there's one more. Number nine, it's possible to create an incident which will make it appear that a communist aircraft has destroyed a USAF or United States Air Force aircraft over international waters in an unprovoked attack. So doing the same thing, but with a U.S. Uh, Air Force uh, plane instead of a civilian plane. Mm. So that's kind of like the real nuts and bolts of why people go, okay, this is messed up. This, that this even was written by the government and was an idea of something that we should do. Right. But, uh, and this is, this is so, this is so many uh, things that we could go into. Like this, this, goes kinds of into that 9-11 was uh, uh, operation uh, controlled by the states. There's many theories about that. Well, I mean, they're talking there. in this document about taking a yeah. airliner, you know, like a not mm-hmm. like a small plane, like an airliner, and turning it into a drone airliner. They're, we just read yeah. that just now, and this is mm-hmm. from 1962. Uh, mm-hmm. So in theory, if you were to... It, extrapolate on that you could say that those airliners could have been drone airliners and that uh 
the people who died in in the building would then would have been real, but people inside the plane wouldn't have been real. Right. That's the only difference. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, you read this. It's not like they mm. were trying to avoid having people die. They they basically said, if people do die, it's you know that's just a cost of the business, the cost of business, basically. Right. So where and uh, uh, how does Operation Mongoose come into this? Right. Uh, in addition to Operation Northridge, under Operation Mongoose, the U.S. Department of Defense had a number of similar proposals uh, to be taken against the Cuban regime uh, of Fidel Castro. Uh, these came out in a mem- memorandum entitled Possible Actions to Provoke, Harass, or Disrupt Cuba. And this came out in 1962 as well. So Operation Mongoose and Operation Northwoods were simultaneously happening to try to get the same result. They were just uh, planning. There, there was a different plan of attack. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and in the, in already in oh, uh, 1960, President Eisenhower signed off of a CIA paper entitled a "Program of Covert Action Against the Castro Regime." Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know you were done. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, another one here says, an Operation Tricky Dick, a plot uh, to blame Castro in 1962 uh, if the Mercury Man spaceflight ch- carrying John Lennon had crashed. So if, mm. just in case this uh, spaceflight uh, ended up crashing or blowing up or whatever, the objective uh, was to provide irrevocable proof, irrevocable proof, should the Mercury manned orbit flight fail, the fault lies with the communists, i.e. Cuba. So they were planning, if this, just in case, if we fail, we can blame it on Cuba. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. This to be accomplished by manufacturing various pieces of evidence would be, which would prove electronic interference on the part of the Cubans. Mm. Kind of sounds like, you know... Uh, some electronic interference in other things recently <laughs> to blame it on other countries weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. blame it on Russia maybe mm-hmm. right uh, so I, I mean we've already we've done a good 30 minutes here I think on this topic but let's go into like JFK's reaction to this uh, because at the yeah. time John F. Kennedy was the president uh, Kennedy personally rejected the Northwoods proposal uh, the document titled Meeting with Meeting with the President, 16 March 1962, reads, uh, General Lemon, Lemitzer commented that the military had contingency plans for U.S. intervention. Also added plans for creating possible pretext to use force uh, with the pretext either attacks on U.S. aircraft or a Cuban action in Latin America for which we could retaliate. Uh, the president said bluntly that we are not discussing the use of military force. Uh, that General Lemitzer might find the U.S. so in, uh, engaged in Berlin or elsewhere that he couldn't use uh, the contemplated four divisions of Cuba. I'm not really sure what that last part means. But basically, uh, the pr- proposal was sent uh, for approval by the Secretary of Defense, Robert M- uh, McNamara but was not implemented. Uh, following the presentation of the plan, Kennedy removed Lemitzer as chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. There you go, JFK. 
being a, a good president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The U.S. military like- leaders. Uh, oh, although he became supreme Allied commander of NATO in 1963. Oh. Ooh. Uh, the U.S. military began to perceive Kennedy as going soft on Cuba, and the president became increasingly unpopular t- unpopular with the military. Uh, this rift came to a head during the K- Kennedy's disagreement with the service chiefs over the Cuban Missile Crisis. And then you know what happened to him? <laughs> was he killed? I think he was. He was murdered there. Yeah, and there's really? questions as to whether or not the CIA was involved. So maybe oh. this had something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, how does this rate on the crazy scale? It doesn't because it's not crazy. Uh, well, how crazy is it that somebody would think that this was a good idea? Like somebody was That's like sitting there and they're like, I hate Cuba a lot. I'm going to write up this plan yeah. to... Uh, attack Cuba. That part I think is pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's that crazy because there's all like we have the documents. Uh, as far as like that goes, I think it's crazy that more people don't know about it. Mm. Don't you? Oh yeah, definitely. I didn't know anything about this before this week. I didn't know as much as I do now. I knew a little oh. about. I knew that that there. What I mostly knew about it was that the the government had some plan to uh, frame Cuba for blowing up an American plane. That's like all I knew. But I didn't know there were all these other things that were like, well, that was one of like 10 ideas in this document uh, was blowing up a plane. There were plenty of other plans. uh, And they were saying like, we can do one of these or we could do multiple of these at the same time. And that's the crazy part is... Yeah, and then you think about it now, and you're like, have we done anything like this in other countries we've, we're invading now? Like, did we do this in mm. Libya? Uh, we know that there's uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, and most people believe at this point, uh, there's there there's a few people that still don't believe it, but it, lots of people believe that the Gulf of Tonkin incident was a false flag meant to put us into Vietnam. Uh, so has that happened with any other wars? You know, and then that brings you to 9-11 and you go, that put us in Iraq. Was that, you know, and then then as soon as you say it was 9-11, a false flag attack, then everybody says you're the craziest of conspiracy theorists. So have you seen any movies this week? I know I have. So let's start with me for uh, one. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, The Attack of the Drones, as I call it. Uh, a movie that you recommended me from, uh, well, not recommended me. Yeah, I'm lying. Uh, you said well, I did figures. recommend it, but only because you were asking for bad movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was uh, The Hunt for the Worst Movie 2018. The Hunt continues. Uh, but uh, yeah, it that was a shit movie. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Isn't it weird, kind of? What was the movie we, we watched last week? Um, oh, no, that was Singularity you didn't watch. But there's a very similar vein of, like, the bad guys are in one place and the good guys are in another, and it feels like they're mm. shooting two different movies. Didn't that feel like that, bro? Yeah, no, it's it's an atrocious movie. I, 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 when I saw this was, like, Netflix... Uh, 
uh, back, I, I, I kind of like, whoa, it was so extremely boring. I never, I, I don't think I've And it was an action it. movie, right. There's a lot yeah. of shooting, and even that's boring. Yeah. But then I saw a oh, kind well, of... Oh, uh, well, just to let you know, yeah. it wasn't actually, like, they put it on Netflix, but it was made, like, years before and then put out on Netflix. That's ah, why, okay. yeah. Uh, but I also watched uh, uh, another 2018 for, uh, movie called Encounters, or also called uh, Beyond the Sky. Um, okay. That's kind of a fake commentary about this uh, guy uh, shooting a documentary to expose the lies of alien abduct- uh, abductees. And he is with Peter Stormare. Uh, he's maybe the most famous one in it. I've never heard and, of him. Uh, Peter Stormare. He was in in um, uh, in um, <clears throat> in oh fucking hell in Fargo. Oh, okay. For example, yeah. The TV uh, show, I'm he, assuming. No, the movie. Oh, the movie. All right. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, played Gare Grimsrud, and uh, he's been in Armageddon. Okay, also. then if I saw him, I yeah. probably would know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is an atrocious movie. Look, uh, this is maybe the worst movie I've seen uh, this year. Well, that was all. To I decided to watch another movie that we have. <laughs> okay. Uh, because uh, I got to watch uh, a fantastic uh, bad movie uh, called Life of the Party. Do you remember this? Didn't we do that like in the in the ADC in the Nudge Digital Review? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, with uh, Melinda McCarthy. Oh, right. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, The one where she's in her bathroom at the beginning and we're like, bathrooms are so funny. Uh, Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have never been so fucking bored in my entire life, I think. Oh, this This was boring from the get-go. But she was the older but, lady, and she was in college, bro. Waka waka. Uh, but it, it is it is atrociously bad. Like atrociously bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, I'm not surprised uh, by watched, that one. <laughs> I also watched a kind of cool movie. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. It's called Rampage. <laughs> what the one from like years ago? No, this year. With, oh, uh, Ram- oh, that yeah, with the Rock, right? With the Rock and an ape. And? Uh, and it was I liked it, but I think you're going to hate it, and I think it's going to be your number one movie for the worst movie this year. But I oh, liked well, I gotta it. see I, it first. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't mind it. It was so fucking stupid. That I enjoyed it. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, this yeah. definitely, at least, I haven't seen it, but I'm putting it on a level of, like, uh, what was the Pac-Man movie with Adam Sandler and the 
Battleship right. movie. Is it in, in right. that kind of vein of terrible? Yes. Okay. That, uh, then I definitely need to see it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the movies I've seen this week. All right. I only saw one, so we're going to be done pretty quick. Uh, I saw a movie called Braven with mm. Jason... Mim- what is the name? Mimosa. Sure. Or isn't mimosa like a drink? I don't know. Uh, whatever. Um, it was all right. You know, it was a standard action movie. It felt like it was from, like, maybe the two th- early 2000s, like, late 90s action movie. So, mm. in a way, it kind of felt like old-school action movie style. Um, mm. Nothing special, a, nothing amazing. Okay. You know what I mean? It was like, eh, yeah. I'd give it, like, a five, five and a half. Yeah. You know, it's super average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the thing I noticed about this, Fro, is I'm, I'm watching it, and I get to the end of it, and I realized this was an episode of MacGyver from the 80s. <laughs> mm. Where <laughs> MacGyver's in the cabin, and he's, uh... And then there's another episode where he's a logger. Like, they just stole episodes of MacGyver and made this movie with Jason Mosa, or whatever his name is. Mimosa, yeah. That's what I call him, at least. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure a mimosa is like a cocktail. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> okay, are you ready for a Superfly? Sony, Columbia, Silver Pictures. A city. I think that city may have been Atlanta, bro. Hmm. I don't know. Something tells me. Hmm. So, do you remember the original? I've seen the original, like, a while, probably when I was, like, in college. Or maybe even, you re- like, end of high school, something like that. Do you remember anything from it? Uh, well, I mean, it's really cheesy. It's super cheesy and, like, badly shot, and the editing's terrible, but it's just because of the era it was created, more than anything. Mm. Um, mm. But it is still kind of, like... Iconic, I guess is a good word for it. Right. From the maker of the Matrix trilogy? What? How is that? Uh, like, oh, okay, well this... He should be able to do this kind of movie well then. What? This, yeah. I can tell you, looks nothing like the original Superfly movie. <laughs> Trevor Jackson. Oh, I know him. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Okay. Directed X coming soon. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, cocaine kingpin, young blood priest, realizes that it's time to get out of the game after surviving a violent attack from a riv- uh, crazy rival gang. See, that rhymed, but I don't think they meant it. Mm-hmm. To. Hoping for one last <laughs> score, priest and his partner travel to Mexico to arrange a deal. The career criminal now finds himself to outmaneuver the cartel, two corrupt police officers, and all the double-crossers that threaten his pr- path to freedom. Uh, that's kind of basically the storyline that I remember from the original. Uh, 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cool. I uh, found two reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, one you're not going to believe. <clears throat> Are you ready? Okay. S D D D D D D F F T T T F F F F F 
So my guess is this guy's ferret walked across his keyboard and then he came over and he just wrote two ferret at the end and then posted it because it was an accident. That's actually kind of funny. I think that's kind of... I wonder if it really was a ferret or if... Uh, who knows? Whatever. Mm. I like it. I like uh, it, bro. Yep. Yeah. Uh, star uh, from a guy called CM, I guess. Uh, with so many better stories yet to be told on film. I'm sure whose who studio dug up this rancid corpse from Black Plosation area. Even after uh, exercising offerings like Black Panther, uh, they want us to lay down cash to revisit old stereotypes with drug dealers and whores again. I got a lot yeah. of that. Half a star. But yeah, where did you find your reviews? The Facebook, as usual. Uh, again, uh, Facebook seems to be get, getting better at uh, their little rating system. This got a 4.3 stars out of 5. So on Facebook, the rating is pretty good. I don't know what that means. Um, I got a bunch, and like... I'm, uh, I'll do one that kind of relates to what you just did. That way I can move in, and then I'll do a longer one. Uh, K. Kurt... Curtindale says, wow, this is a major step down from Black Panther. Uh, we went from kings and queens to pimps and hoes. I thought we were trying to break uh, these bad stereotypes. I saw a lot of that. Uh, but Ebony Dame says, every movie can't be Wakanda or hidden figures. The beauty of having more representation is being able to tell an array of stories. Everybody has their version of, um, I'm not saying that. A bad word movies like anything Will Ferrell is or Seth Rogen clicks and it's just entertainment as diverse as blacks uh, black folks are let let our art be diverse too so one person saying they hate it because it's not black you know it's not showing uh, black culture in a good way and the other person saying at least it's being diverse and is not trying to show us as like one thing you know what I mean? So mm, there's a mm. bit. This is a, definitely a controversial movie. Uh, Don R. Kelly says enjoyed the movie. It's totally different from Black Panther. Should uh, uh, wait. Okay, he didn't put a period. I'll start that over. Enjoyed enjoyed the movie. It's totally different uh, from Black Panther. Black Panther should be no comparison. Uh, movie reminded me of Belly. Um, film should or our film should show all sides of Black culture. Plus, Black Panther is fictional, uh, with a great message, but this film shows some aspects of b police brutality on black men, and how unity is needed among us to, uh, shown in the friendship of Priest and Eddie, uh, new actress, uh, a new actress emerge, emerging in Lex Scott Davis, uh, who will also be in The Purge 4, which I just heard about, I didn't realize, I mean, I, I guess I knew they were com gonna come out with another one, but, uh, it's gonna be coming out, like, next month which I'm pretty yes. excited about. I am super excited for that. Yeah, so... It's a, I, I just... it's a prequel. It's about the first part. Right, it's called that. It's called The First Purge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got a bunch more uh, that are pretty much like that. Like, one on one side saying, this is abhorrent to black culture. Other people saying, you know, at least it's... At least 
or you know, all movies can't be Black Panther or Hidden Figures. Uh, that would just be boring. If every story about a black uh, a black story has to be like some kind of moving epilogue, uh, it's not as fun because everything just becomes bland if everything's the same. So I don't know which side of the argument do you think you're on. I I, I think I kind of see both sides. Oh yeah, I definitely see both sides. And I have absolutely no interest in this movie whatsoever. I would say watch the first one if you're going to watch one, just because of like the historical aspect of it. I mean, uh, right. let me look it up. Actually, I'm, it, 1972, it has 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. So, Ooh. you know, if you haven't seen the original, I'd say go see that. And if you really like it, you can ruin it by watching the new one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you picked up uh, all four other movies coming uh, the last weekend. Uh, one of them was Race 3. That is an Indian movie, uh, Indian action movie, uh, directed by Ramyo de Sasua. Sure. Hold on. Hold on. Add to sneeze. Oh, sneezes. It's D'Souza. Like... The guy who made that really terrible uh, documentary, whatever oh, his name is. Oh, No, it, 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 it's just a common last name. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it got uh, 2.9 out of 10 on, on IMDb, uh, 13 wow. tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, Race 2 is an international mounted saga of a family that deals with borderline crimes, but uh, is ruthless and vindictive to the core. A world with twists and turns on every hook and corner, which will take the audience by surprise with their sheer unpredictability. Yeah, un- 13% unpredictable. Um, <laughs> it's got Salman Khan, uh, Jacqueline Fernandez, and Bobby Diol. Never heard mm-hmm. of any of these people, but I think I've seen this Bobby guy before just by his face. He looks familiar. Mm-hmm. He plays Yash. Yash in the movie. And the budget, uh, I have no idea how much the budget is. A hundred and fifty crore. Yep. Okay. Crore. Crore. Another movie. Uh, actually, uh, another movie that came out this week or uh, last week. Actually, to be honest with you, Superfly came on Wednesday, bro. It was a Wednesday release. These other movies came out on Friday, but um, tag. I'll go to that one. Comedy movie. Yeah. One month every year, five highly competitive friends hit the ground running with a no-holds-barred no game of tag, risking their necks, their jobs, and their own relationships to take one another down. That actually kind of sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed by Jeff Tomsick. It has uh, Jeremy Rayner. Annabella Willis and uh, Isabel Fisher. Okay, I've heard of a couple of those people. Yeah, uh, this is this looks like a fun movie. It does actually look very fun. Uh, This director, uh, he's never really done anything I've seen. I don't think Uh, something called "I'm Having a Difficult Time Killing My Parents" is a movie he did. Mm. Hmm, Never heard of it. So, hmm. never heard. Hmm. I'd watch this though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, the next movie called Gotti. It has uh, four 
5.9 on uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 25% on Metacritics, but it's maybe most known for having 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's it's below, somehow below Race 3. I don't know how that's yes. even possible. Yeah, John Gotti rises to the top of the New York Underworld, underworld to become the uh, boss of the Gambani crime family. His life takes a tremendously turn as he faces tragedy, multiple trials, and a prison sentence. Uh, directed by Kevin Conley, um, has John Travolta, Kelly Preston, Al Pacino, some good people in it. Wow, it's yeah, it's got a lot of good actors and it sucks. <laughs> Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That is pretty good. It's a good indicator. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see this just because it has John Travolta in makeup. Oh really? I want to see it because it's so bad. It must yeah. like that's why I'm gonna watch it. Is it? It must be pretty terrible. But. And what was the last thing that came out? Last thing, Incredibles two. Which, it's Ooh. been forever since the first one came out. I, why don't you mm-hmm. look up when the first one came out while I do the, the, the description? I will not. Okay. Everyone's favorite family of superheroes is back in, in Incredibles 2, but this time, Helen is in the spotlight, leaving Bob at home with Violet and Dash to navigate the day-to-day heroics of normal life. Uh, directed first... by... Oh, sorry? Yeah, not the first came in 2004. So, wow, forever, 14 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, directed by Brad Bird. Uh, it obviously voice acted by uh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Holly Hunter, uh, Craig T. Nelson, of course, known for the TV show Coach. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Huck Milner. I never heard of him. But few people, as far as voice actors go. And 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, and I can and I can tell you that the original got 97 on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Right. Well, I mean, this it, it just came out last weekend. Other people oh, yeah, yeah, could still yeah. review I'm just it. Giving a, yeah. Co- uh, comparison. Comparison. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I want to see this. Uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, bro, I've never seen the first one. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Going uh, <laughs> to watch that movie right now, and we will see you next week. Bye. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it next for next week. I'll watch uh, that for next week. You've never I... seen the first uh, Incredibles. Jesus. Well, um, that's not completely true. I was working in a movie theater when it was out. So I've seen, like, oh. bits and pieces of it, just, like, walking into a theater or, like, when I was looking through the porthole glass of, like, the projector. But I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. So I've seen parts of it. I, I basically know kind of how what it's about and everything. But, um, yeah, I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Mm. Wow. Do we have time for a game show? Uh, yeah, I think so. We, yeah. we we did that uh, pretty quick, so yeah. And, oh, uh, okay. well, we still have money in the bank results. But let, yeah. d- make it quick, make it quick. Let's go for it. Okay. What is Frodo thinking of? Uh, it's famous people this time, okay? You know what this game is, Frodo, right? This, this no. is just password. 
Yeah, it's okay. password. It yes. is password. Yes. Just letting everybody know. We know it's yeah. password. If you're going, what the fuck? Why are they? It's just pat. Yeah, we know. Okay. Yeah. But we're, we're calling it uh, what the fuck is through the thinking of because I always forget people's names. Um, yes. That is the concept of the whole thing. Right. Uh, okay. Are you ready? I picked out uh, 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 10 people. Um, she died in a car accident in uh, France. Princess Diana. That is correct. Uh, he uh, painted uh, Mona Lisa. Uh, Van Gogh? No. Uh, what, oh, no, I, no, no. Da Vinci? I, I don't even remember. Yes. yes. He had a dream. Martin Luther King. Yes. <laughs> uh, he starved himself uh, in front of all people in India. Oh, Gandhi. Yes. Uh, he's the king of rock and roll. Uh, Elvis Presley. Yes. Uh, he boxed and changed his name. Muhammad Ali. Yes. Uh, he is the smartest uh, person that have uh, ever lived and is the most famous. Einstein, picture. maybe. Yes. Yes. Okay, that could have been Hawkins, but all right. Um, he was uh, shot uh, uh, watching a play. Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> he he's uh, the prophet of uh, of Islam. Muhammad. He killed uh, a lot of Jews. Well, Hitler, I'll say. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if and he personally he, killed a lot of Jews. No. And he he's the savior of all mankind. According to himself. Oh, Jesus. Yes. The Jesus. Yay! Or Donald Trump fast. for that last one could have probably. <laughs> could have been true. <laughs> so yeah, we we watched a, a thing called uh, Money in the Bank. Money that in the Bank, time. yeah. Fro got yeah. to start a little early this time because they but they run this, like to the same time. So, and I had to leave early because for some reason they decided to do a pay-per-view on Father's Day because they're idiots apparently and I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Seems dumb, but I'm pretty sure last year they did a pay-per-view on Mother's Day too. So, hmm, not okay. sure. Okay, let's go through it. Uh, with the pre-show match, it was the Bludgeon Brothers uh, defeated Luke and Gallows and Carl Anderson. We both said the B-Bros, so we both got a point there. And I have to po point out that all the matches me and uh, Luke agreed on was first, so it's kind of funny. Except for one of them. The th yeah. You're right. Uh, Daniel Bryan uh, defeated Big Cass. Uh, right. Uh, we both said Cass, so we, neither of us got a point there. And did you hear the news about him? No. He has been fired from the WWE. Oh. He is no longer employed. Yes. Why? I have not seen a reason. They just put out a thing that said they came to terms on his release. So Really? Yep. Oh. Okay. That Guess they were not happy with him for some reason. I don't know, maybe backstage politics or something. Mm. Because you know, because of Enzo and who knows. I know yeah. he was dating Carmella and now he's no longer dating Carmella, so there <gasps> could be some Politics going on there. There's rumor that she's dating John Cena now, or they were kind of seeing each other, or whatever. But I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Or you uh, know when 
when he broke up with Be- Bella there for a minute. Yeah, Bella Bella. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Samsain. Right. Uh, we both said Lashley. Both got a point. Seth Rollins defeated Elias. Right. So we finally get into one that we disagree on. And Fro said Elias. I said Rollins. I got a point there. <laughs> Alexa uh, Bliss defeated Becky Lynch and all the other people in the ladder match. And Fro said Lana. I said Charlotte. No points. Roman Reigns defeated Ginger Mahal. Uh, right, I said Reigns, you said Mahal. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, do you, or, do you think, why did I pick Mahal? Yeah. Okay. I, I picked it to be different. Oh, right, that was the one you picked it to be different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Carmella defeated Asuka. I said Carmella, and you said Asuka? Edge Styles defended Shinsuke Nakamura. And I said AJ, and you said Nakamura? Uh, Ronda Rousey defeated Nia Jax by DQ. And this is where me and Fro got off the call. So me and Fro didn't watch these last few matches together. What did you think no. about this match, Fro? Uh, I really think Ronda Rousey wrestled good. I I was impressed. She was very good, yeah. Especially against yeah. Nia Jax, who's not, like, yeah. the best wrestler in the whole world. She's not terrible yeah. or anything, but... Uh... Uh, she was over my expectations. Right. Uh, and I had predicted for this match as well that I had predicted it would be a DQ, Ron, Rousey would win, but she wouldn't get the title, and that's what happened. I don't get mm-hmm. a point, but I'm just bragging rights. You know what I mean? Yes, bragging rights. Because uh, Alexa Blitz ran out, and she cashed in her Money in the Bank match. And one over Nia Jax, of course. Right, exactly. Uh, which this was so I was cool. actually fine with. Some people were very yeah. upset about this. I was not. I was extremely happy. Because we both like Alexa Bliss. Right, both totally. And yeah. uh, they could, they didn't... They were stuck in a corner where they couldn't beat Ronda Rousey. They didn't, But they also mm. didn't want to put the title on her. And... Uh, so the only place they needed some way to DQ it, and they figured, okay, well, we'll just put it back on Alexa Bliss because, I don't know, they did, were tired of having it on Nia Jax, I guess. It's just, mm. you know, whatever. It is what it is, but I, I'm happy with it. Uh, then Braun Strowman defeated everybody else and got the Money in the Bank match. You won. And what did you think about this? I am extremely happy. Right, and we got we got no points because I said Owens and you said Rusev, but uh, yeah. yeah, I was. This match was really fun, super fun match. Overall, so the pay per view was pretty fun. Yeah, and I had such a good winner. Uh, then they did the stupid fucking thing. Uh, I'm going to complain about Raw. One thing about Raw, I'm going to complain about. Oh, uh, before we get to they... that, I won the pay per view. Uh, you... Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, you had one correct. four, oh. four points, wow. and I had six. Yes. So I won by to... two. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I won by I, I won by three. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so pick, I uh, picked topic. a topic that I think you're gonna go. How the hell have we not ever covered that before? Mm-hmm. Time travel. 
how would the hell have we never covered that talked about time travel before? Right. I think what? episode four we did what's time. We talked about time, but yeah. we never talked about time travel. So let's do time travel. Cool. All right. Then we can talk about Raw. Yes. Um, the only thing I'm going to complain about is uh, how they put Ronda Rousey out for 30 days. Well, I, understand I guess if she's got some kind of like, she's probably filming yeah. like a TV show or something. You know yeah. what I mean? That's probably what it is. I, 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 understand, I understand that they need to get her out of the mind of WWE fans, but how they did it was kind of... Uh, uh, I, I, well, at least the segment itself, like, it didn't go great, but it I, I felt like she came off as a badass, you know what I yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, who doesn't, you know, doesn't follow the rules kind of badass, so... Um, mm. And she's, like, beating up security and everything and referees. And I, I was thinking, was she turning heel there? But, mm. No, she's turning Stone Cold. Because like, oh, that's yeah, just yeah. something that Stone Cold Steve Austin would do. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah, yeah. what's another character that would do the same kind of thing? Um, but the way she attacked... She attacked... Uh, uh, she attacked uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. That right. Was, but uh, I think that's just because he was trying to stop her, and he's trying to grab onto her, so she's yeah. But it didn't look very good when she's hitting him with the no. briefcase, and he's just no. not even. He didn't sell it at all. He didn't yeah, react. He, didn't, he acted like she wasn't even hurting her, or hurting yeah. him. Sorry. Yeah. But other than that, it was a really good draw. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, me, yeah. me and Fro did not see SmackDown. So we're not going to nope. talk about SmackDown this week, but I'm guessing it's probably all right. Uh, excited! I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with Carmella. A lot of people mad about that as well. Uh, mm. Her winning over Oscar, so there was a lot funny. of people very upset about that. But I'm interested to see where they go with it. And so good to see uh, what is his name Ellsworth back. Oh right, totally. It was awesome. I, oh. I my guess is we probably won't see him. Like, it's probably going to be, a, like, a one-time thing, but who knows? Maybe you'll be on SmackDown. Everybody else probably has already seen it, and they already know, but we don't. Uh, <laughs> I think the best... One of the best things on Raw was, like, the opening segment. Uh, yeah. That I remember. Like, and usually yeah. those opening 20-minute segments I'm not a fan of, but this week they actually yeah. pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- yeah. So, overall, I thought uh, wrestling was good this week. Yeah. Surprisingly good. I, I agree. With you, with that. But yeah, time travel. Why, why have you never t- said time travel before? I know, we've n- I've never even thought of it until n- until t- uh, this week, and I was like, oh yeah, definite. So. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll just plug audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial, 30 days, and a free audiobook. Cancel any time, and keep the book. Uh, westcoastwrestlingconnection.com go check out the TV show on YouTube uh, it's been pretty good lately so I'd go say oh. it's it's it, these new shows are like getting to level of Chikara level wa- wackiness <laughs> yes uh, on the wackiness scale it's pretty up there but uh, I, like I say to you every time this is one of my favorite things of the week I always looking forward to seeing what you're doing 
Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will have uh, another digital review of Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom that I am actually going to see um, in the movies tomorrow in 3D. Because cool. the first uh, Jurassic World was so amazing. Remember that amazing movie? Wait. We oh, wait, we both hated list. that movie? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we will do our top five uh, best worst games. Uh, right, uh, I didn't know if we... You, when you said it, you said best worst. I wasn't sure if you wanted to do top five oh, or yeah. if you just wanted yeah. to... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the top five, yes. All right. Yeah, so that's all next week. Uh, from United States of America, from Norway, this has been another digital episode of Another Digital Citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, all you Another Digital citizen tierites. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, citizen. 